You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast. I am Jay, being joined by... Sam. And we're back to continue our binge of Season 4 of My Hero Academia. Uh, we're in the middle of the raid with superheroes. Um bunch of pro heroes and uh, the UA the UA uh, work study students are basically raiding the uh, headquarters of the Shie Hasaikai to try to rescue Eri because they've realized Eri is somehow vital to whatever uh, Overhaul's plan is. They don't Very know funny. what his plan is, but they know that Eri is part of it. And furthermore, she's a little girl who's in trouble. And yeah. So they want, and that alone demands action from a pro, from a true hero. Lots of them. Yes, um, we've so far seen Fat Gum and what he can really do with his with his power uh, when he took when he almost ki- one shot KO'd uh, Rapa and the Shield guy. Oh, I, I say almost because the Shield through the man, Shield too. Yeah, because the Shield guy's Shield managed to tank most of it. Uh, but even then, Rapa like broke both of his arms, and it still just wants to. I want to fight. I want to keep fighting. <laughs> fight to the death. Uh, but he's somewhat honorable about it. It's like you guys gave me a good fight. Uh, we can patch ourselves up in there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't because he doesn't care about Overhaul's plan. He just wants to fight. Yeah, I mean, he was bested by him. That's the only reason why I followed him. Bested by him five times. Yep. Because Overhaul has a pretty scary ability. Yeah, you have not even seen the tip of the iceberg. So you keep so you keep saying. But from what we've been told, he can basically take things, disassemble them, and then reassemble them. This includes people. We saw him do it to Magna, and basically destroyed the entire top half of Magna's body. We saw him do it to Mister Compressor's arm. And according to Rapa, he did it to him, like, destroyed him, and then brought him back. And, yeah, so that's, like, how you would have to basically take him by surprise and take him from a distance, because you get too close, he can basically just be like, yeah, no. Um, and we saw Red Riots get his little flashback thing. Uh, get some sense of his motivations for being a hero, his uh, inspiration in Crimson Riot. Yep. Uh, we got something similar for uh, Amajiki, uh, Sun Eater. Yep. Or, well, maybe not so much uh, his why exactly he wants to be a hero, but we saw his early days. Connection when, with. Uh, his connection Mario. with uh, Mirio. And that the two of them basically inspire one another. Because Mirio's, you know, his good-heartedness and charisma, and his charisma inspires Sun Eater and Sun Eater's abilities. Abilities. Because Lamillion, he's he's got the one thing. That's all he can like, do. Amajiki can do so many things, combinations. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous how much he can actually do with his ability. Mm. Um, and when we last left the temp squad from the League of Villains working <laughs> working with the Hasaikai in Toga and twice got involved. And they have a twisted sort of, you know, friendly relationship. She's, she, she sees him as like a family member. He sees her as my wife. Wifey, yeah. And they're all, they, but they've basically been told by Shigaraki, uh, yeah, you're you're just infiltrating them for me. Uh, this is go- you know, and they pissed off Mimic, <laughs> and to the point where Mimic dropped them and Eraserhead and Deku into a pit together. And yeah. I, I, I don't know if they were together. I know they just dropped them all into a pit. He dropped he dropped those two those two pairs into into uh, down tunnels that seem to be leading to a pit somewhere. Whether or not they're going to end up in the same pit, maybe not, but. Uh, yeah, so, 
But this next episode that we're going to start with, episode 74, is titled Lemillion. So it's clearly going to be focusing on Mirio. Oh yeah, there's going to have some, some backstory, I believe, in this episode. Yeah, and you know the series continues to uh, continues to keep my interest. I, you know, as I've said many times, I love the world building that they've done with this. And you're with, a big fan of world building. I am a sure. huge world building fan. I like uh, seeing that somebody puts in the thought about other things besides just what drives the plot. You know, he what uh, drives the characters, and uh, yeah, and what drives the characters. But you know, they're showing other things. You know, like there's. You have, to have a, you have to have a license in order to in order to do this sort of stuff. If you use your powers on another person without a license, that's against the law. You know, and the, uh, that almost got Deku uh, and Ida in a lot of trouble when they oh, used and Shoto and Shoto again when they tr- use their powers against uh, Stain. And it's like while Stain needed to be brought down, the fact is they did it without without a license, and that could have gone extremely badly for everyone involved not just them but for their but for their mentors and for the school and the school was already under enough fire as it was <laughs> oh yeah um and continues to be under fire about things but you know they that there are like hero agencies that you know take on these sorts of this sort of like I like the thing of showing there is repercussion for anything mm-hmm. like most like if you look at a stuff let's say DC there's like next to no actual repercussion recourse for things that the superheroes do because they're just being super. Well, I mean... Well, every so often you'll get a plot line where, where there are actual consequences, but it's but that's the exception rather than the rule. And mm-hmm. like not like here, where it's just like there are repercussions for everything that you do. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that the powers have drawbacks. You know, you that's might, the big thing. The you know, that, that's like Deku may have this incredible power, but his body is still not used to channeling that much power. And thus, if he's not careful about how he uses it, then he breaks himself to a point of no return. To the point of no return. It's like, and in uh, you know, in Gravity's case, you know, yeah, she can make things weightless, but if she does it too much, then she gets sick. You know, yep. gets you know, like nauseous and throws up. And similar thing, things like that. Overhaul's quirk, we you haven't yet seen it. exactly you know the full extent of it, but there's got to be a there's got to be a drawback to it. And you suggested last time that it's like if he doesn't reassemble things right away, then uh, or at least when it comes to organic stuff, it's it's like, what it looked like. Uh, then he then he sort of breaks out in these hives. And I'm wondering if he's like taking on whatever ailments they had. Yeah. Kind of like a, a monkey's paw kind of situation where he can destroy this person, but he takes on all the negative that they had about them. Like if they had a blood disease, or if they had, like, remember something happened to those those villains that they had no cavities, no nothing. They're mm. minor aches and pains. And I'm wondering and if you know, how he then has to deal with it. Does he then have to pass that on to somebody else? Maybe that's what happened to the original boss of the Hasaikai. He's in he's in a hospital bed after all. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he took him down because he didn't like. He wanted a direction for the place to go. Yeah, because the, the leader's the, like, oh, his his dad. He said, "I'm pretty sure he said right." Well, that could that could be a genuine or thing, or it could just be. Uh, again, I, my knowledge of Japanese yakuza is not very well informed, but from what I understand, the yakuza do tend to see themselves as like a family. So like maybe he wanted to go with this new idea how things would go, and boss was like, Mm-mm, "No, we're yeah, going to stay legit. We're going to stay low, low key." It's just sort of like we are not equipped to deal with bringing the heroes down on our heads. We're going to keep to we're going to keep things low level. Keep it low and slow, and keep and keep as much stuff under the veneer of legitimacy as we can. And and overhauls just sort of like, well, I agree with. I wonder you. if he disassembled them. And didn't know how to reassemble him at the time, fully. Or that's why he's on a. Or anymore. he could be using him as literally like the mule for all the negative stuff that he's that he's pulling out of these people, that's so that he's not uh, constantly getting sick himself. We because we have seen he has some sort of thing against filth and disease and and stuff like that, which explains a lot about why could be OCD. In general. Could be OCD. Um, because we have seen there are. Uh, 
that, that people do have their, well, a lot of people have their personality quirks, some of them, and I don't mean quirks as in superpower, <laughs> uh, except in the case of Twice, he's like the only one I can, I've seen where uh, there's a genuine mental aspect to his quirk as well. Um, but yeah, they... He also had his clones try to kill him. <laughs> and the subsequent identity crisis that he had as a result of all of them killing one another and nobody knowing who the real one was to the point where until even he he's not last, sure. Yeah, until he's the last one there and he's like, I guess I'm the last one. But even then he's not sure if he was the original. Uh, well, that could have been from the, the blow he took to the head too. Exactly. So. Well, there was a whole, there's a whole lot going on with Twice in that respect. Um... But yeah, there's a lot going on, and I like that they manage to not keep it... They keep it manageable with everything that's going on. It's not so overwhelming that you don't know what's going... Don't know what's happening. I don't think he had, like, a contingency for when he started making clones of himself. Like, you know that the clones can only take so much damage. Keep something on you that only you will have that you can inflict that exact amount of damage to make them putty. So if you get hit with it, you're like, oh shit, well, I'm good. I mean, it's kind of like the totems in uh, Inception. Have you ever seen watch Inception? I've never seen Inception. Okay, uh, but the, uh, the, 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 the whole concept of a totem is something that's brought up there uh, because they're going into dreams that can seem very much like reality. Every single person who goes in is advised to have some sort of totem about their person, like some sort of item that they know completely that they don't show to anybody else. So that as long as you have that, you, it remind it reminds you that this is not. This is not rea reality. Like, the main character uh, has this little top that he spins, and it, and in a dream, it will just spin endlessly. It won't ever topple over. And so he always, he, he will, like, you'll see points in the real world where, where he'll spin the uh, top. Just to make and, sure. And when, it, and when it falls over, it sort of reassures him, I am in, I am in reality. Mm. We don't know what everybody, we know one other character had, like, a chess piece uh, that... She had hollowed out in a particular way, uh, but we don't know what everybody else's totems are because, well, Keep it's it not important to the to the plot. It's just, it was brought in as a as a uh, something of a plot device. I would go into detail, but then we get spoilery. Um, but yeah, it's like you know something like that for twice would be a good way for him to try to keep keep up with that thing. But maybe it's a case of he can't. He'll probably just end up duplicating it. Yeah, that's the problem. But that's but, the point of if he gets hit with it, like say it's a gun with a certain caliber, that if he shoots one of his clones in the ankle or leg or something, that's the perfect amount of damage to mm. disintegrate. Oh, you're talking like a weapon or something that he can use on them that, you know, it's just like, Am I crack. And he's he like, he hits, hits somebody, hit him in the ankle, the guy goes down screaming, oh shit, that's the real one. <laughs> As the real one gets pissed off, <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, like I, yeah, as I've been saying, I like. I would say I, he's. I would say he's the original twice because the amount of scars and stuff he yeah, took from that him. big scar on his uh, on his forehead. Uh, which again, when I first saw it, I thought it was literally. I didn't see it as a scar. I thought he just had like a like a fairly dense sort of bone structure there on the top, on the front of his head, and it was just sort. It caused that sort of shape to his forehead. <laughs> But then, uh, you know, we saw the backstory, and it was like, oh, that's not like a forehead ridge kind of thing. Uh, where, you know, that's an actual scar. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going to be jumping on into this, right? Yes, and it looks, based on the bit of the blurb here, looks like uh, Mirio's about to, about to fight Overhaul, which is probably going to suck for him. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that wraps up this intro, so we'll see you after the binge. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, the Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. 
Oh, geez, Jesus, <laughs> this arc. <laughs> I can see why you wanted to finish up this arc uh, as soon yeah, as possible. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely worth it. The overhaul versus Deku fight alone. I can see why. You, yeah, that one particular shot, which they showed like three or four times, at least two times. Uh, after that, you know, it was just like it's like they knew how good it was, and they had to keep showing it. Uh, I gotta say, every time I see these, it doesn't matter how many times I've seen these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just the art style gets me. The emotion always hits me. It's the acting, the voice acting. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, you gotta watch it in, in Japanese." I'm like, to get the emotion. It's like you don't. You, you have you competent voice the, actors. That's the problem. You cannot feel the emotion to stuff you're not understanding how they're portraying it in their voices. Especially when if you have to uh, divide your time between watching what's going on and reading the translation, it's like you might be able to pick up. You might be able to pick up on yourself. Yeah. Um. I'm, I mean, I'm somebody that can that generally doesn't have too much of an issue having to read as well as watch like that. I, I but I, I get it. Not everybody's. Well, it's not, not everybody's. That. It's just that I don't think that. if it's not your native language that you get to feel it, the impact as much as if you were actually hearing and seeing simultaneously. Maybe, maybe so. Hearing, um, reading, and then putting it together. Yeah, and that's where if you can get a good dub, where you get. Good voice actors and good, a good, good translation. This, this is the whole thing. Voice acting yes, this is this is excellent, excellent voice acting that they've had in this series. Um, but you know, we got to see the last of the the Hasaikai's uh, quote unquote eight bullets, like Overhaul's yeah. elite. We had um, Namoto, the truth speaker guy, who has a quirk that basically allows makes makes it so that he forces them to confess stuff if he asks them a question, but he can also make them confront harsh truths. Yeah, even stuff they didn't even know. Uh, so if it's something they knew, but don't really... That they were lying to know. themselves about. He basically forces them to confront it. Uh, you had Sakaki, uh, the drunk guy. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the pun in his name almost Saki. immediately. And then we had uh, Corona. We already knew about him. The Chrono stasis guy we just didn't know how his quirk worked yeah and they explained in his case that he has hair like the hands of a clock and if he cuts you with cuts you with it because it can stretch because of course it can uh it you basically slow down and depending on which one he cuts you with determines how long you'll be slowed down yeah um but we got a little bit uh when we got proper explanations on, on Twice and Toga's quirks, because this is when we saw, <laughs> this is when we saw Nomoto use uh, for the first time and saw how he how his quirk <laughs> operated, uh, and basically, but the he also this is when we got like a flashback to when they joined the Hasaikai, and also forced them to answer: Are did Shigaraki t- talk at all about betraying us? And they were like, no. Mm-hmm. Which, let's to be fair, he did not say anything about that. And Shigaraki, I mean, he's playing chess real good right mm-hmm. now. He's he may be immature at times and be more interested in causing chaos, but he is. But he learns quick. He's not stupid. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. And we got a bu- we got uh, we got to see Mirio try to take on. Uh, Overhaul and and Chrono, and he did pretty well for himself. Holy shit! The the control, kicking through, uh, like phasing through, phasing no, phasing through Ares' head and kicking Chrono in his. With and, that slight bit of spacing between the two of them, just the cross. And it's like while well, he got caught by uh, briefly by uh, Nimoto and Sakaki, you know they sort of confronted him in the hall. He managed to take them out in like, one, he like one shot both of them. Yeah, he used a what was a phantom, phantom, uh, phantom threat, phantom threat. Well, just he's like, all right, yeah, equilibrium, which could just completely destroy most people. But with his extreme sense of awareness, yeah, and how well he's trained his with his quirk, yeah, it's like he knows how to how to operate when he has no when he can't trust his senses. 
So it's like, true. whoa, bam, and just... He uh, decked them both. Yep. It, I think it, it was actually like a two-shot. I think both of them, both of them needed like a like He two hit the hits. one, and the other one took a lariat. Mm-hmm. And, but when he went up against uh, Overhaul, well, that's when we find out just how much of a bastard Overhaul is. Because we got a bunch of flashbacks there. It's like he was adopted by the head of the Hisaikai, mm-hmm. uh, by the head of the Yakuza. And more than that, but it's like he's always been more interested in improving the, the reputation and the power of the Yakuza. And to repay him for that, and that's why he was advocating a lot of these changes. We found out the extent, the full extent of what their plans were with Ari. Uh, later, basically, they were going to create these anti-quirk bullets, synthesizing it from her blood. Synthesizing it from her blood. They were going to sell that to the to the villains. villains. But because Ari's quirk, because we got an explanation of that, it, her quirk is called rewind. Anybody that she touches, and she doesn't have control over it also. But doesn't anybody, know how it's activated. Either. She doesn't know anything about how her quirk works. Uh, but basically, if she touches somebody and act, while, it's while it's active, they get rewound pretty much out of existence. Could, yeah. Could, could potentially, be. it like tears them apart. And they, but they also managed to synthesize that aspect of her quirk into something that would allow them to allow, say, heroes that have had their quirks destroyed, you know, basically take this serum to restore it. And his plan was to supply both sides and get rich. <laughs> oh, it's genius. It he's is a genius, very, like very genius, smart yeah. plan. Um, but, but he's unstable as hell. No, Overhaul is not unstable. He got unstable because he... Uh, was basically getting touched by pe- by too many people in short order. <laughs> and by touched, I mean the shit beat out of them. Yep. Um, and uh, we talked a bit about like how he seemed to break out in hives when he used his quirk. But it was while wa- while we were watching this uh, this five episode arc, I came to the realization it's more probably that he has no immune system. Uh, you know, it's not. I'm not sure whether that's a case of that's a side effect of his quirk, or if it's literally just a yeah. an unfortunate thing. Just like we see plenty of people who have physical mutations, but that's not their quirk. Yeah. Like with um, like with Spinner. Well, we don't really know what Spinner's quirk is. I don't think they. Yeah, do I think either. he's just just a lizard dude. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, well, I'm trying to think. Well, Pinky, for instance. She has the horns and the and the different sort of alien like appearance, but uh, her quirk is actually the acid. Yep. Uh, same with uh, the animouth guy. I can't remember his name in one A. The one um, who talks to animals. Koji Koda. Koji Koda. You know, his appearance is not his quirk. His quirk is, allows him to talk and control animals. Talk no, just, to and control animals. Just communicate with them. He can't control them. Okay. Um, he just asked for their help. Right. But uh, but Mirio, when he took on Overhaul, managed to kick his ass, but then uh, he got shot with one of the anti-quirk Because bullets. the... Uh, uh, which Inamoto. one Woke up and got one of the darts and went to shoot it, and he only had one shot. So yeah, he's, he's like, like, I've only got the one shot because they only had, like, six bullets. Five. They only had five bullets. Because it's... It, it's pretty extensive and expensive to make. Um, so he's like, "Well, how can I hit him when he his permeation is so when he has control. such fine control over it?" Yeah, and then he realized, "Go for go for his emotional weakness." Aerie, Aerie. He so he shifted the aim towards her and knew that Mirio would move Lock to it. would move to meet you. There's the worst part. He aimed it at Aerie. Granted, we knew it was one of the darts. Mm. Mario clearly didn't know it was one of the darts because he had no idea what the hell that was. He just saw a gun. Gun, bullet towards Ares' head because I saw the placement. Yeah, was he, gonna, was, he was going for the headshot. So the thing is, <clears throat> if he didn't make it in time, one, of course he would have made it in time because he's badass like that. But if he didn't make it in time or he permeated through or something, which or he if he, got if shot, he'd gotten his quirk wrong the slightest. And she took the dart. 
Chisuke would lose his shit. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't have her quirk anymore. And then his whole plan falls apart. <laughs> so the whole theory is, yeah, you were banking solely on Mario being as good as he is. Yeah. And yeah. it worked. But more to the point, we uh, going back to Overhaul and his uh, bastardry, the emotional abuse towards Aerie. It's like everybody... Everyone you touch, you end up, you know, you are a cursed human. Everyone you touch, you kill them, and this and that. And I have to keep cleaning up your messes and stuff like that. It's like, I have to hurt people because... Or it's like, I, you know, yeah, he just... I, you know, as soon as he started emotionally manipulating her like that, I was like, I cannot wait to see you get smashed. <laughs> uh, he sure shit did. Oh, yeah. Because um, right at the end of all that, when Mirio went down with his quirk, uh, eradicated. Oh, he was still fighting. Yeah, he, he was, was still fighting, fighting but he got he's. There was only so much he could do, uh, even with all all of his training. Overhaul, especially overhaul with overhaul, the entire room was like manipulating up. the entire room to just fill it with spikes, and then Deku showed up. <laughs> um. And. But when uh, the when Night Eye and Eraserhead and Deku uh, make it there, they separate. You know, they end up getting separated thanks to Overhaul. And Corono used his quirk to. Uh, you know, he tried to use it on both Eraser and Deku, Deku. but Eraser, But Deku was just a little bit too fast for him. But he caught Eraser and got taken away to the VIP room or something because. Well, uh, Overhaul's very interested in quirk erasing uh, powers, and so they were planning to make use of uh, make use of Eraserhead in some way. Yeah, I wonder if they were just going to hold him captive and then start doing experiments on him too. I'm trying to be surprised to find isolate, some... but like like he said, uh, his the way his quirk works, it wouldn't be of any use to them unless they could find a way to synthesize something about it. Because with the way Ares works, it makes sense that how they it's made physical it. contact in some way. So yeah, like his is visual. Hmm. Well, if they and again, if they could find some way to synthesize it or replicate its ability, its uh, capabilities in some sort of technological thing, like a ray gun that suppress that temporarily suppresses a quirk or something. Uh, Something like, or something like that. Just like a little beam, you turn it on somebody and their quirk gets... But it didn't off. look like he was actually going to do anything more than when he was... Like, he was just. I think he was waiting for Overhaul to finish up, because... Because he pulled out a knife like he was just going to stab him in the spine. I think that's... I think it was because at that point he was like, I think we've lost, so just fuck you. <laughs> I'm just yeah, going to kill I'm just gonna the kill final the final FU when uh, he got his arm stabbed through by uh, Swordfish. Yep. By Sun Eater. Uh, by Sun Eater, which is a great... Which is, a great like, callback to the sun, the, Yeah, it was like... It was Chekhov's gun being fired right there, because we saw um, Mirio hand him the little pouch. Like no, that. I thought that was Fat Gun. Handed him that before they went in. Either way, you know, it was a, it was a bit of uh, it was a bit of foreshadowing. It's like, we knew it was going to get used. <laughs> you don't you don't take the time to show something like that without, uh, without it meaning something. Uh, and... Night Eyes went, uh, you know, tried to fight Overhaul, and his doing quirk, like small blinks. Of, doing like small blinks, like so one second at a time. The whole movie because we found out uh, a, one of the drawbacks of his quirk is what he sees is basically becomes set in stone, and it plays like a movie. So he didn't have the time to play it like a movie. He had to do moment to moment, mm-hmm. and but that explains why he was so. Terrified when he used the far the far seeing thing on uh, on All Might and saw what was going to happen to him. That's why he was just like freaking out and was like, "We need to, we need to, uh, you need to retire like immediately. We need to find it, find a successor right now because if you continue, if you continue your hero work, you're going to die a gruesome death, a gruesome death." And unfortunately for Night Eyes, his quirk started failing him in the middle of that fight. Uh, it's not that it failed him, it's just that he, uh... He wasn't fast enough, maybe. I, I think the thing is, he saw himself dying. 
and that fr- and yeah, He's that's like, that's a that's a good point. It could possibly have been something like that. Uh, but he got, yeah, he got seriously hurt as a result of that, and then suddenly dragons, because <laughs> Ryukyu uh, came crashing through the ceiling with the giant Bane guy. Who we finally figured out what was going on with him, that he basically has like a power absorption or an energy absorption. Vitality. Vitality absorption uh, quirk. And he'd taken uh, some of the power enhancing thing. So normally he'd have to touch someone to absorb their vitality. Absorb their vitality. But now he was able to do it uh, long distance. Yep. And he basically used it on all the cops and Uraraka and, and Froppy. And, and tried to use it on Najiri. On Najiri, but she was too far away, I think. Yeah, she was flying. She because she was flying around, uh, but and Ryukyu was just too big, I think, for it to work. <laughs> or no, she was in she was she in was human form, but then as soon as he went for the went on the attack, uh, she blocked him, and then his pow- then like the drug sort of wore off, so it wasn't. Uh, he might have like a lesser usable, like a crappier version of it. Yeah, yeah, because. Well, and it might also be down to like how diluted it gets when if he oh. if he because he was a he's a big guy ordinarily so the like the power enhancing thing that we saw mimic used on a small body like his more concentrated so it lasts longer whereas in his case if he jabbed himself with the same thing he's big it would have had less. I wonder if time. mimic that isn't his body because we see his body mm-hmm. because that little thing that mimic I think he's just taking over a doll. But when he jammed... But the doll jabbed itself with the drug and then he turned into, you know, his more human-looking form. I don't know. I need to... And maybe it's some sort of some sort of thing about his clothes. Well, because maybe. if he isn't, like, possessing, essentially possessing the doll, then he would still be inside of it. That's a good point, actually. I hadn't, I hadn't considered that. Maybe being in the doll shields him from physical harm to some extent. Um, but regardless, uh, as part of the whole, f- as part of the whole fight, uh, eventually gets smashed through the through the ground and into the arena where the fight was taking place with Overhaul. Well, I remember wh- who who told him they were down there? Oh, that's right. I forgot um, because Uraka was basically could, was so weak she could barely move until she saw Deku, or whom she thought was Deku, because we both knew his. That was totally dick. He's quick. No, except <laughs> his costume was intact. Yeah, it's a quick change. <laughs> but, you know, with the explanation of how Toga's powers work, we basically, she was like, we've got to go beyond plus ultra. And uh, so she got that, like, second win to, to, keep, to keep fighting. And as the F, as they uh, took down the big, like, took down the big guy... She's like... Um, Ryoku and uh, pinned down the big dude. Ravity touched the big guy to make him float. Then uh, Froppy wrapped him up in her tongue and pulled him over like a giant ass balloon. <laughs> and just sort of slam, <laughs> slammed him down. But it was I liked uh, Toga's. The uh, shot him all. Through. Yeah, I liked Toga's response to the whole Go Beyond plus Ultra. She she was like, I prefer Go Confusion plus Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Put that on a shirt. Yeah, I'm sure somebody probably has. But you know, then we got we saw some more of how Overhaul's quirk is ridiculously OP. <laughs> Disassemble, reassemble, and, and he, th- this includes absorbing other people. He, we saw him use it to, to absorb Nimoto's body. He like healed him and then absorbed him and healed himself too. And we've seen him. Like when his arm was broken, he like he, he just was, touched, disassembled his whole arm, and then reassembled it back again. Mm-hmm. And, but when he absorbed Nimoto, he basically gave himself four arms, and they were like covered in stone. Also, I, that's what I it looked like. It, it looked like if if it was stone, it was probably from the surrounding area. That he had yeah, al- almost certainly. Well, he also pretty much proclaimed that his sacrifice mm-hmm. is for the greater cause. So he. He took he took uh, his life. He killed him essentially. Yeah, and that made it even more hard to beat him because it's just sort of like how do you beat a guy that if he gets injured just has to touch himself and reassemble 
Well, then you can also touch every surface and reassemble it how he wishes. It's almost instantly, too. He's extremely fast. We saw that. And Deku, you know, kept kept fighting, and then Eri uh, basically leapt, into, leapt to try to save Lemillion's cape. And her quirk, quirk activated. And splitting... Um, overhaul, overhaul and away from Nomoto's body and <laughs> then basically she got real she got real because when Deku when it was explained how her quirk works and because she was clinging onto Deku and Deku like unleashed a kick and it suddenly he's like I got a massive to the, shockwave we gotta get to the surface and the shockwave of him kicking off the the floor he kicked off one of the things that um one of the spikes, that's right. Overhaul was... Uh, and the shockwave knocked Overhaul. Well, sent him flying, and it sent <laughs> Deku and Ares sailing into the air. Like, hundreds of feet into the air, like, and well he's above like, the building. He was like, what? That was like I went 100%, but my legs aren't broken. <laughs> yeah, they're not flapping in the wind like the first time. And then when the quirk got explained, he was like, okay, uh, so this is basically like re- just recharging me. And all you know, but so because but because of this, like he's like, I just have to keep attacking as fast oh, as I this can. This is when Overhaul took over the big dude. Oh yeah, Overhaul like absorbed the Bane guy and went like full one winged angel with it. She was just gigantic. Uh, I was, it, was, like, it was like something out of it was like something out of Akira. Like each time, like you think you beat the guy, it's like, oh dude, he's super powerful. It's like, no, I'm gonna absorb my underling. All right, now I'm now back to hundred percent. Oh, you, you destroyed that super big arm I just made? Guess what? It's back. Oh, oh man, you you, you beat me past this point. I, I'm disassembled from him. All right, now I'm going to take a bigger man. Yeah, and Deku basically used Lemillion's cape to tie Aerie to his back, like piggyback style. And asked if he could borrow her quirk. And she basically was just sort of clinging on, like, okay. You know, she never said it, but she was basically like, yes, okay. And, yeah, Deku was going, like, Flash stepping all over the place. It was hundred percent, and it was amazing. infinite hundred percent. It's like the super boss battle where it's like you've got like infinite cooldown on your uh, on, on your on all of your abilities. And, and, and first, like when I first watched, it, I was like, "How the hell is he project- flying through the?" Oh yeah, you know, propulsion of he could just be flicking his damn fingers and flying. Yep, and thanks to moving the, the air thanks to him. the rewind quirk. Yeah, his body was getting wrecked, but it was getting like rewound almost immediately. I guess he he fix, gets fixed as soon as it's broken. Mm-hmm. And he finally like knocked overhaul out in midair, then like grabbed him and like slammed him into the ground oh, in a less populated area too, like near the, near the he, hole where they yeah he suplexed his ass or like, just like the snap yeah yeah, yeah slam, it was more like a body slam yeah. Uh, took his arm over his shoulder to slam his ass to And <laughs> Overhaul still managed to keep you know, He was got, kind of unconscious But, but he kept reaching for Aerie And, and thankfully the, her, her uh, Quirk was, was going just, out of fucking control And by touching her It basically rewound him Split, Separated split Bane off of him And yeah then Ochako and, then ran, and then Ochako just went in Gunhead martial arts And like uh, pinned his arms and they were able to secure him. Yay! I, and then I, they had to peel. They, they were gonna. They couldn't get Aerie off of him until um, uh, they got Eraserhead up there, and they basically just lifted his head. And he was like, "You, oh, you notice yeah. the subtlety to it too. Like Eraserhead couldn't move his own head because of the slow. He moved his finger a little bit. Just sort of like I, I'm, I'm, I'm awake, and so Froppy just lifted his head. Uh, they pretty much signaled to her, and she's like, "I gotcha." And. Yep, and they were able to separate him. And but it seemed like she immediately got a fever because her quirk was like, you put a cork on it. Yeah, and now it's suddenly been unleashed. And and now she's just in constant, like, like looks like she's sick. Yeah, well, they said she had, it was like she had a fever. It's because she still doesn't really have con- fine control over her like quirk. If she at had all. fine control over her quirk, she could have been the best little kid ever. Oh, crap, I broke the vase. Touch it, reverse it. That's good now. I broke my toy. Guess what? Um, 
Overall, and then we got, and then we got all the aftermath stuff. Well, think yeah. about overall. If you had control over support as a kid, it's like I like your toy. It's now my toy. Now it's combined with my toy. Haha, <laughs> double toy. <laughs> it's like those combining, uh, like Transformers or whatever, <laughs> back in back in the day. But then we got the uh, aftermath of the whole fight. You know, everybody's going. You know, all the heroes and everything get going to the hospital. The Shia Hisaikai getting arrested. Um, and, but night eye. Oh, we also found out that um, overhaul uh, messed over essentially his dad, putting him. Well, his adopted father in, yeah. the, in the head of the, the the yakuza. Just so he could be in control, <clears throat> it was totally his doing. Yep, uh, wasn't my, how I thought it was. Like he was literally passing on the sickness to him. That was just a case of he used his quirk to fuck him up and left leave him in a hospital bed. I wonder if he just had it to where he disassembled something just so he could be on life support and then he could reassemble it later. I think that was the plan because I think he wanted Pops, as he called him, to see see hit the plan come to fruition and for the Oxa to become well, he, powerful He's going to be again. pissed when he comes back, oh, too. Well, if he comes back, we don't know. I mean, I don't think he would have put him in dire straight life support. I think it's just like yeah. on the ventilator in a but, sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Night Eyes got like mortally wounded by the whole thing. Uh, got, like his arm got his arm got and got uh, cut off by one of the spikes and then chest. a huge spike through his chest. Yeah, and I'll cover that first before we uh, talk about what happened to overall. But let's yeah, so let's finish talking about Night Eyes. We got the everybody's at the hospital, you know, at the hospital. And Deku and er- Eraserhead go down to go down to see him. Uh, All Might is there. Uh, Mirio eventually limps in as well and. He, they're basically told like he's being held back by a nurse. Yeah, he and shouldn't be up right now. He and it's like Mir- and Mirio's just sort of like power, <laughs> pushing through. Uh, and but you know they were told that even recovered girl, you know, it's like he's too far gone. I can't save him uh, because with a hole that big, there's only so much her quirk can do. And if he doesn't have, remember how she said her quirk works. If you don't have enough. Energy, energy. It's like he, he, he lost so much blood. And he was pretty much dead. Surprising. Like, the life support kept long. him alive long enough for him to reconcile with All Might, and for All like Might to reconcile with ten him. random tubes. Yeah. Who knows what in the hell they're keeping um, going? I think it was probably just keeping keeping everything flowing long enough for him to say his goodbyes. And he based, but the thing about about Night Eyes is. He'd seen, he tried to basically see the future with Deku and thought, you know, he's oh, going yeah. to die. And then Deku didn't. He and he's like, you changed the, the like, future. He was saying it through the whole time. He's like, I've seen the future. There's he's no future where, you're, where you manage to get out of here alive. Overhaul wins, and he escapes with Aerie. And that didn't happen. So it's just sort of like, that gave him some hope in the, in the end that the future can be changed. And that, that means All Might will be okay. And, you know... And I've come to the realization that that was Ares Rewind quirk messing with it, because mm-hmm. if her quirk wasn't active, then yes. And since he doesn't have any of the specs of anything to do with Ares at all, then I don't know if his uh, predictability can factor in a complete unknown variable. This is true, but it gave him that hope, so he was able to go out with a smile on his face. Uh, and, reassure every, and reassure every uh, everyone to tell Mirio and Deku to keep smiling. Well, they were there. He heard. Yeah, I know. But uh, now let's talk about Shigaraki and uh, Overhaul. The mad genius that <laughs> yep. Shigaraki is. Because Overhaul's just like in a in a in an ambulance. They've got him restrained. They've got his hands like in some sort of special. I wonder if uh, they were going to take him cuff. towards um, Tartarus. Tartarus. Most likely. Um, but, you know, he's restrained and everything, and they've got a police escort. And then suddenly, we see the League of Villains is riding, is riding on this truck in front of them. Shigaraki literally just perched on it. chilling on it. Like a freaking gargoyle (laughs) with Dobby and Mr. Compress in the, in the, uh, in the back spinners driving. Sporting his brand new, uh, Mr. Compress sporting his brand new metallic arm. Yeah, robot arm. And, which they probably got from the broker guy. Um, well, at least someone he works with. Yeah, and 
there, there was a, there was a pro hero there with the escort, uh, uh, Snatch, I think they called him. Yep. It was a sand, the sand hero, who's basically perfect for take, for countering Dobby's flames, because sand doesn't burn. Um, but with Mister Compress there, yeah, <laughs> he uh, he died. <laughs> he well, essentially, Mister Compress trapped him in the thing, but I think he trapped him in with the fire. And uh, and Dobby basically explained, I don't think he could use his cork on his the lower half of his body, so he's dead. Yeah, that means the fire was trapped in there with him, annihilated yep. whatever. And, she, and Shigaraki in. basically overturned the the ambulance, kicked uh, Overhaul's uh, you know uh, gurney onto the onto the, <laughs> and then Mr. Compress comes up and comp- and compresses part of his left arm. And she's like, that's arm. that's payback for mine. So he just said an arm for an arm. And then he just... Made the made the it. little orb vanish. You know, it's like, he could probably get rid of that thing later. He doesn't care about having part of an arm. Uh, and then Shigaraki is just sort of like, for a guy who is all about destroying quirks, you probably shouldn't have one of your own. Uses his decay on the other arm. And it's like, if that's not uh, cut off, then it'll spread to your whole body. Just... Cuts off the arm that he started decaying, and then basically took the because uh, they had the bullets and the serum, uh, the anti quirk bullets and the re- and the rewind serum in that ambulance as well. He's just sort of like, which one of these is the finished product? I'll just take them both. <laughs> and then he basically told him, "It's like this is uh, this is a better uh, punishment for you." Uh, because you're going to get to see your your dream basically get destroyed. It'll never come to pass, and now you don't have your cork anymore. And you left him, you know, covered in hives and screaming uh, in despair. Well, and what was the last thing that he said? You know, with that creepy ass smile on his face, it's just sort of like, "Good luck." <laughs> Who's going? Let's. Do- do our best or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, it's freaking Joker right there. It was, um, yeah, he is a freaking mad genius. So it's like I said, he, he's not, he's not perfect when it comes, he wasn't perfect at making plans at the start of everything. He was mostly going off of all for one's plans, uh, to some extent, but he learns quick. He figured out real quick how to best play play the, sh- now, the Psykai. My question is, is there more plans for that piece of arm? The one that they took from uh, from Overhaul? Because, think about it. How does All for One have, like, what does he have to do to steal a quirk? If he does just he needs need a part, part of him. Then he could put himself that. back together if he uh, if he uh, if they were to get into Tartarus and free him from his restraints, would that be enough for him to replicate or steal uh, Overhaul's quirk? And then suddenly he's got the ability to disassemble and reassemble himself. He could restore himself back to full health. He could destroy the world in an instant. I mean, he could destroy the world power, in an instant anyway. No, the power of the power enhancement quirks he has. This is true. Um, we don't know exactly, um, but then we got inter- uh, we saw what Gran Torino was up to with uh, the detective guy whose name I can never remember, Suikachi or something like that. Kochi? Uh, yeah, the, the detective, the police guy. Um, He's not on enough episodes for me to remember. Yeah, um, but they were tracking Kurigiri, who had been seen up in the mountains. And they're like, if we can take him out, that's a major linchpin of the League of Villains gone. Because their the ability to his teleportation warp gate ability is very very powerful. And Gran Torino managed to take him down because he's just fast enough that he was able to knock Kurigiri down without uh, without giving him enough time to warp away. And that's when Kurigiri is like, I actually came here in search of someone else, uh, one of all for ones. Subordinates, and that's when we were introduced to Giganto Machia. Yeah, well, reintroduced. Yes, because I'm pretty sure that probably was the. Well, that was him. 
It was him? definitely You looked it up? I didn't look it up, but I remember the fangs and how it looked on his face. Yeah, from uh, Red Ryan's flashback episode. Yes. Um, Which I swore, I might have mentioned in a previous episode of uh, Benchcast, that I thought he might have been in the movie, but I must have been remembering this episode instead. Okay. Um, But regardless, we didn't see what happened until until later when we got another little flashback when All Might took a call from Gran Torino saying, yeah, we managed to capture Kurgiri, but there's somebody worse out there. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. basically call him a walking disaster. Because you saw and what we, saw the, we saw the aftermath of the fight on the side of that mountain, which was gone. Thank God Gran Torino's quick. Um, so that, there's your next uh, threat on the horizon. Threat. Um, of the horizon. There's a threat on the horizon. There's no horizon. <laughs> There's a threat that was standing where that horizon used to be. Yeah. Um, but this was a lot more of uh, aftermath stuff. Um, Which, I mean, I kind of wanted to see what would happen, but in all honesty, keeping that a mystery of what he can do is, sets you it don't up wanna, better yeah, for later. Yeah, exactly. And With him out there, wouldn't he be able to get into Tartarus? Like, who the fuck's gonna stop him? I guess, like, every hero ever. <laughs> it's Doomsday, basically, going to bust out uh, Lex Luthor with superpowers, <laughs> in a sense. But, um... All the powers. We saw that, we saw Mirio, who still doesn't have his, who still doesn't have his quirk. You know, he's still, but he's in good spirits, you know, when Deku yes, went to go was, see him. He had his ass in the air doing bicycles. Yeah, he was, like, doing, like, yoga. <laughs> he stretches or something. Exercise. Whatever. Um, and he basically said, yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, step back from doing the hero stuff for a while. But, you know, I'm, you know, he's hopeful that uh, Aerie will get better control over her quirk and maybe could rewind him back to win his quirk and restore his quirk. I wonder if there's any way there's some negotiation with uh, Shigaraki over the cure. There's that, too. Well, they don't... he has the blue case. But we, you know... Um, do the heroes know that he has the serum? Uh, I mean that I mean that the serum even exists. They knew that the anti quirk bullets exist. They don't know the serum. They just knew that they had his belongings, which I was hoping they weren't keeping the belongings with the actual. That's belly. yeah. That's a major security breach right there. Um, but and only sending one hero to cover them. A guy that powerful, you should really have more than one. But well, especially when you know that. Um, I mean, he's secure. It's what you know that's out there. Mm. Like, that might be, like, that they were working together. You know there's at least four or five more that could be a potential threat to him. Exactly. Um, so that, yeah, that was a pretty big security security breach right there. And I'm sure we'll, we'll probably see some, uh, some consequences for that uh, down the line because people already are starting to lose some faith in the hero society. Oh man, I kind of want to go back to the episode where they met each other, where they they killed Magna and then the other guy. I want to see who got the cave. If it was someone he actually overhauled, brought back or not, because he always they always referred as the eight bullets. I mean, now of course afterwards was it the nine bullets before? Because it was definitely somebody with one of the masks. Um, I'm, yeah, it's one of those things we can always go back and look at later, but. Um we also know that, that there is a limitation to his destroying somebody and bringing them back. He has to basically bring them back like immediately, or they're gone. Mm. Um, I mean, he could have done a show of good faith and brought back Magna there, but yeah, but uh, he basically was just—he wants that upper hand. He wanted the upper hand exactly, and so Deku and uh, all the other work study students return back to the dorm. Got it. Everybody's happy to see them. They're all like they want they want details about what happened. They were all worried, sick about them and everything. Um, but Bakugo and Shoto both have to uh, both check out early because they still got provisional licensing <laughs> the, uh, in the morning. And w- but when they go to uh, they go to see go to the training the next day, they get present Mike and All Might. Instead of Eraserhead, because Eraserhead still needed at the hospital to keep Ares' power in check, uh, and present Mike is just 
being a gadfly and just doing everything he can to, uh, to like poking and annoy uh, and uh, Bakugo. Oh, it was the best. But um, like, how do you like it, Mister? How are you not going to say anything when they back get, to the teacher? And when they get to the training facility, uh, Endeavor is there, and he's like, "I want to talk to the former number one hero," because. <laughs> Part of that was, I was just like, you're just rubbing it in to the guy. <laughs> you know, that's, like, your ego needs to be kept in check. Well, he there, also but. is still pissed off that he's not getting first. That, that he's getting Number first one by by default, default. rather than to, earning it. Yeah, but the problem is, it's a popularity contest, mister. And you don't have good people skills. Well, um, later, in some later episodes, he's trying. Yeah, he he's, tries. He, no, I mean, later episodes, he, he tries. Um, he legit tries. But we also, yes, but we hilarious. found out that uh, Whirlwind and Kami were both uh, there for the training as well. And Meatball had been basically allowed to come in to observe. Because he failed the first exam. The other two actually passed. Oh. Did Kami fail the first one? I, th- I thought it was basically explained Meatball had passed. He was allowed to observe. He didn't pass the he didn't pa- pass the uh, the ball exam. Remember? Oh, that's right. So, but he specifically said that he was there to observe. So I don't. Yeah. know. Yeah, he's he was allowed to observe. Um, but and but pass. you know, and as soon as I saw Kami, I was like, "Is this the real Kami?" <laughs> or is this and then some, she went full but the, Valley Girl. She went full Valley Girl. She's all. Re- I'm like, okay, that's yeah, that's not Toga. Toga's not really that always that she's, good at. Uh, she's Yandere, not 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 Valley. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Mero and Gang Orko were both there to, uh, what? Is it Yandere or Tsudere? She, uh, Toga is Yandere. It's just sort of like, I want him, anybody that gets in my way dies. Sundere is just sort of like hot and cold. Ah. It's like, they, they, they come across as being sort of like very standoffish at, at times, but then, you know, they, they, there's like a softer side to them. Oh, as I understand it, I could be getting that entirely wrong. <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was a good. Those last two episodes were a good wind down from the from the high octane previous three episodes. Then we got the preview of what their uh, exam their their exam's going to be now. Yep, with uh, yeah kindergarten. Those are kindergartners with superpowers. <laughs> it's like uh, win those kids' hearts. <laughs> Is basically what they've got to do. Yep. And that's going to be tough for Bakugo because he doesn't have good people skills. <laughs> they have to work as a team again with the kids. Yep. Oh, is that how it works? Okay. All four of them. So he has to get, um, Warwan has to get over his feelings with uh, Shoto. Shoto. And Endeavor. Bakugo or at least with Shoto. Has to work with people. <laughs> I mean, it's. And you know, Kami's there. And. <laughs> Yeah, Katie's like, I'm also here! <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, I'm still enjoying this. We got, like, three more binges for this season with uh, to wrap up the season and then the two OVAs. And if we can find a uh, good dub for the second movie, I'm sure we'll do that as well. Well, I have the second movie. I just okay. need it. it just needs to come in the mail again because I don't know where the first one is and I ordered one when we were watching the last one because they re-released it in Steelbook. And you love collecting Steelbook. Especially of stuff I heavily support. Yeah. And I can see why you would heavily support this, and I've seen your pop collection. <laughs> I, I have all but a couple of them. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty pissed about that, but that's another story. But, yeah, so still enjoying the series. Still highly recommend it to anybody that likes anime and likes superheroes. Uh, the world building remains good, and I they, that they show... You know, the consequences and aftermath of, of stuff as well. It's not just like DC, as we were talking earlier, where it's like the heroes are doing all this stuff and it's just sort of hand waved away because heroes. But we're well, also here. Think of like other shows, you don't have that emotional ties, you don't have the, the boundaries and stuff. Like, take Dragon Ball, for example. Yeah. When you're they're running around doing all this super stuff, like, you don't touch back with the people. You don't touch back with what's going on over there. Did they rebuild it? Are they going to rebuild it? How? It doesn't matter. I mean, ah. whereas in the in in this world, because so many people have quirks, there are pe- people who have quirks that may not be good for hero work, but they're good for building building stuff really quickly. Like think of Cementos. Cementos alone, <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, and you should, I think I'm even sure I think out. even Aravity had basically said she wanted to learn how to use her quirk to, to then to help her family, you know, and you know help them build uh, like with the construction stuff because it was like her family owned the construction is it, firm. Is it construction? I thought it was a construction firm. Like she could use her quirk to help lift uh, stuff. For some up. reason I thought farmers or something. No, I'm pretty sure it was uh, pretty sure it was construction. But yeah, so the show the show is very very good. I can see why people love it so much. Uh, but that, that uh, yeah, and especially you. Uh, yes. That, I think, wraps it up for this episode. So, uh, for Sam, I'm Jay, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Bingecast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge. <laughs>